This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All new Dr. Phil. Not one of you guys are doing a thing to find my granddaughter. Casey Anthony's story captivated the nation. We found a human skull. Her young daughter's body was found a mile from her home. You don't include the possibility that she used that shovel to dig a hole in the ground in the woods to bury her dead baby. Cindy and George Anthony return for day two of their exclusive interview. Are you saying she went psychotic and lost contact with reality? There are millions of people in America right now that want to shake you awake. Why Dr. Phil had to talk to George one-on-one. I can't comprehend a human doing it, especially a daughter, doing it to my granddaughter. It's the side of the story you haven't heard. I went out and purchased a handgun because I wanted to go out and find answers. Is this a couple on the verge of a breaking point? I tried to commit suicide. I tried to take my life. Or a breakthrough. In your mind, you know the truth, don't you? Today. We've been through this for three years, and it's the first time I've heard that out of his mouth. The Anthony's The Revelations. Today, I continue my exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony. Yesterday, I focused on what these grandparents knew leading up to and after little Kaylee's disappearance. Did they believe their daughter was involved in Kaylee's death? And if so, how? One thing we can agree upon so far is that Casey Anthony orchestrated an elaborate web of lies, including having a job, fabricating Zanny the nanny, and the most tragic one of all, lying about Kaylee's whereabouts for 31 straight days. You're the primary caregiver other than Casey. Right. And then you go to 31 days of silence. It had to go off in your head, Cindy. Well, the thing of it is, though, you've got to understand, Casey's story to me was that she was working a second job. She was telling me that she was trying to get her life on track. I didn't know she was lying for two years about the job. I didn't know she was lying about Zanny. So hindsight, yes, but not during those 31 days. As I conducted this interview, I was struck by how Cindy consistently offered up one excuse after another for Casey's seemingly inexcusable behavior. I'm almost wondering if she didn't develop postpartum schizophrenia. I'm not making excuses for her. I think you are. People don't know she had a grand mal seizure. Has she ever been evaluated? Has she had MRIs, CAT scans? At that time, she did. Evaluations? And did they find anything? Not at that time. At that point, I needed to know why this supposedly important information regarding Casey's alleged seizures was kept quiet. Cindy's response was very interesting. America has never heard this explanation before. Why has it been withheld? Why have you sat on this information? Because all her attorneys sat on it and wanted me to keep quiet. So you wanted to tell this truth to America, but they told you don't do it. Absolutely. We reached out to Casey Anthony's attorney, Jose Baez, but he did not respond. I must say, having worked on many a defense team myself, that I personally see no intrigue here at all. It seems like a simple strategic decision to me. As I continue, I asked former police detective George Anthony 
his opinion about what makes criminals do what they do. Today, more of my exclusive interview. You've arrested people, you've busted people for drugs and other crimes. Why do they do what they do? Well, I think they feel that they can get away with anything. They feel an adrenaline rush. They feel they're not going to get caught. But a lot of them do it because of a lack of character. Absolutely. Their moral compass is off. Absolutely. If they're sociopaths, they have no conscience. And they're often so narcissistic and egotistical that they just think, I can get away with anything. And they don't all have brain tumors. They don't have neurological episodes. They just have a flaw in their character. Would you agree with that? I'll agree with you. And talking about you like you're not here, there are millions of people in America right now that want to shake you awake. They want to shake you awake and say, lady, smell the coffee. You cannot explain away horrific behavior by saying somebody was hormonal or somebody had a brain tumor. Sometimes they just lose their moral compass. And when I say people are going to want to shake her, it's because they're saying, I know she's your daughter and I expect you to love her till the end of the earth, but don't kid yourself about what's going on here. This is a young woman that lied to you for years and created elaborate delusional fake people and fake jobs and fake activities, which means that moral compass went askew. And sometimes that's just a product of a character flaw. You've seen that in criminals. True. I never believed my daughter could be what we consider a criminal or a bad person. I know we caught her on maybe a minor lie here or there over the years before she even had the pregnancy, but it was not to the extreme that it went to. If you focus only on what we know happened, that is inexcusable behavior, right? Well, it's the same thing with what happened with George. I mean, George and I had been married almost 25 years. He didn't change overnight all of a sudden. Something triggered him to go start gambling. But he made that choice, and he, he didn't have a choice. brain tumor when he did it. But what happened on June 16th? I don't know what happened to her. And was it so traumatic that her whole world went upside down and it was easier for her to believe that Kaylee was with the nanny, to put it aside and go on with her life because she couldn't face the tragedy. Are you saying she went psychotic and lost contact with reality? Possibly. I don't know that. But, I mean, something happened that day that forever changed her behavior. Why do people lie? They lie to escape accountability, to embellish reality. They lie to create something, avoid something, take something that isn't real, isn't right. I mean, that's why you lie, right? Casey's litany of lies left these parents desperate to find their granddaughter. Sadly, they would find her, and she wasn't far from home. Skeletal remains, believed to be that of little Kelly, discovered in a heavily wooded area just yards from the Anthony home. December 19th, you both learn that it, in fact, is your granddaughter. Tell me about that moment. It just really hurts very deep inside to even think about that we don't have her anymore. That was a rough 
moment and to know that she was so close to home. Well, I remember our attorney at that time was Brad Conway, and he had said that they had determined an identity to the remains. I said, Kaylee's dead, isn't she? And he said, yes. So it was just very difficult because we had less than 10 minutes to tell the rest of our family before they would hear it on the news. DNA confirms tiny skeletal remains discovered just 15 homes from the Anthony's are those of little Florida girl, Kelly. What do you do with that reality, George? I mean, I, I fell apart every day from the 15th of July, 2008. I went out in August and purchased a handgun because I wanted to go out and find answers. That was the wrong decision to make. Thankfully, the gun was taken away from me. But uh, in January of uh, 2009, I just couldn't deal with this anymore. I tried to commit suicide. I tried to take my own life because I just couldn't deal with the loss of Kaylee anymore. And seeing the hurt on her face or my son's, I just couldn't do it anymore. But your suicide note, you said, this should be no surprise that I have decided to leave the earth. I'm satisfied with my decision because I have never been the man that you, Lee, Casey, and especially Kaylee Marie deserved. My loss of life is meaningless. You said, I blame myself for her being gone. I sit here falling apart because I should have done more. That's pretty harsh. I just didn't want to disappoint her anymore. I just had a hard time. And losing Kaylee was... You said you blame yourself for her being gone. What was your thinking? Because I thought about the 16th of June, the last time I saw her. Why didn't I stay home from work that day? Why didn't I tell Casey, go ahead, go to work, I'll watch Kaylee. And he went on to work a little bit later. You sign off by saying, I love you, Cynthia Marie. Kaylee, here I come. Lee, I'm sorry. And then Casey, and there's just a hyphen. I, I, there's nothing more I could say to her. Because I blamed her for Kaylee not being here. You blamed her then, and you blame her today? Yes, sir, I do. I, I do. And you all disagree about that? We do. Cindy's rationalized things a lot different than I do. I think that's what makes us the couple that we are. This is going to be a tough thing for me to say, and I've already said it to her. Do I believe that Casey is involved with my, something, my granddaughter? Yeah. Was there someone else that possibly could have helped him? I believe so, too. I believe that in my heart. I never got a chance to take that to the next level because what I was going to do was really extreme to get my answers. But did Casey cover something up? Yes, you can see that. You can see by the lies. How Kaylee ever got down to where she's at, that's something I, tr I try to deal with every day. How could a beautiful child be placed where she was placed at? No matter if it was by my daughter and or someone else or two or three of them together, how could they do that? How could they do that to her? Why didn't she tell us? Why didn't she give us some kind of ideas of what was going on in her life? But she didn't. She deceived us, she lied to us, her own parents. Coming up. 
I can't comprehend a human doing it, especially a daughter, doing that to my granddaughter. I can't visualize that. I don't want to visualize that. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job. We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony. I interviewed George and Cindy over the course of two days. When we met on the second day, I wanted to speak to George alone. Now this is a man who stands accused of some pretty outrageous conduct from having an affair to molesting his own daughter and covering up the death of his granddaughter. There have been uh, allegations, as you know, that you had an affair right. with this woman, Crystal Holloway. This is also known as River Cruz. I met her in October of 2008. She had come to our one of our command centers. Did you have an affair with her? Absolutely not. You, you did not? And, and, and I don't want to play a semantics game, uh, but... Did you ever have sexual relations with her? No, sir. And you said that under oath. Absolutely, I did. And she contradicted that under oath. Let's hear what was actually said. Did you have a romantic relationship with her? (laughs) No, sir. No. To to me, that's that's very funny. Did you develop a relationship with Mr. Anthony? Yes, sir, I did. Was this an intimate relationship? Yes. Why would she say that? That's a great question. I wish I could answer that for you. She said intimate relationship. She never defined what that meant. Um, Do you think that she was vague on purpose? Apparently she is. I mean, is it possible that she wanted more of this relationship? That's a possibility, but I, I never went in that direction. She got everyone's attention when she made some comments about what you had said. Let's take a look at that. Before you had said what? That he said it was an accident that snowballed out of control. When he was still out making media appearances asking for help to find his granddaughter. Yes, sir. And he told you, basically, that she was dead. Objection. He told you, while he was telling the world that she was missing, he told you it was an accident that snowballed out of control. That's correct. Did you ever have that conversation with her? No. Matter of fact, anytime we ever talked about my granddaughter, it was all in any way that she could help. It was never about us having this thing that snowballed out of control. I never said that to her. Never, never did. 
Efforts to locate Crystal Holloway, AKA River Cruise, were unsuccessful, but I'm pretty sure she would stand by her testimony, which was given under oath. You've had to deny a lot of things. You've had to deny molesting your daughter. You've had yes, to deny being present at the death of your granddaughter and orchestrating the, the cover-up. You've had to deny having this affair and having made this statement to her. Do you think these things cumulatively hurt your credibility with the jury, hurt your credibility with the public? I believe my reputation has been tainted or destroyed to a certain degree but I, I've never had anything to hide. Well, you know, I, I talked earlier about the fact that some legal analysts have said that this was a social media trial. There was a lot of exposure yes, to you. People got different glimpses of you, and then uh, uh, some analysts have said that, that there were people that were suspicious of you, didn't like you, thought you were a problem in all of this, and that that made you an easy target. Is this part of the smear campaign? to create reasonable doubt, or are these coincidences? I mean, what, what do you think? Well, apparently, it's, I think it's a, a smear-type campaign against me. I mean, how easy to go in and pick up on the father who saw his daughter and granddaughter leave for the last time together. Right. Why, why not utilize that part of the story and start your defense? I, I don't understand how all this went against me, except to bring in that that doubt for the jurors to make a decision on whether to believe me, believe Cindy, believe my son, believe all the other witnesses called in to get my daughter off. And did it work? Well, they, they accomplished their I mean, their. Do you think mission. that attacking you was a factor in her getting off? Oh, absolutely they did. Well, let's listen to what the, the jury foreman had to say. I really thought that George had very selective memory for me. And that, that in itself, was something that I always kept in the back of my mind. For every time that he got up there, I was just kind of on guard for that. It raised questions. He could be possibly uh, lying. He, uh, the, also the fact that his involvement was gonna be in question because he was there. There was a suspicion of him. That was a part of our conversation. We don't know, the suspicions were raised. Based on what he's saying, there were perceptions that you were a reasonable doubt, that you were someone that could have had a role in this that took her off the hook, is how I hear it. Would that juror or jurors be wrong to believe that you were trying to hide something with what he calls selective memory? When, when you're asked only yes or no answer sometimes and you can't expand upon them to explain why that's a yes or no, I guess it could be perceived that I'm maybe holding something back. But I've never held anything back. And if someone believed that I was involved in this, why was I never brought up on any charges? I've talked to the prosecutors, I've talked to law enforcement, the FBI, I've taken a voice analysis test, I've taken everything I can possibly take to prove exactly what I, I know and what I don't know. I've proven that. There are those that have interpreted your attempt to take your own life as being out of guilt. The guilt that I have is I didn't do enough to find out what happened to her, who was involved in it. If Casey's even watching this someday, yeah, I blame my daughter for Kaylee not being here today. So you feel in this situation, you've lost two parts of your family. You've lost Casey and Kaylee. I lost Kaylee three years ago, and I believe I lost Casey at the same time. I believe that. She's responsible. You believe she was in the woods burying that baby? I believe she was there. I also believe she probably had some help. 
father to father, is it hard to conceive of a child of yours being in the woods doing something like that? Absolutely it can is. You, can you even picture it in your mind? I can't. When you picture her, are you able to picture her as laughing and a fun little girl? Or do those images of her with duct tape over her mouth with a heart on it creep in? You know, to think that um, Kayla could be treated like that, that's just... That's, that's not a way a, a child or a human should be treated. There's no way. And if this scenario that Casey had, had told to her defense about Kaylee drowning why go through all this elaborate stuff to, to, to tape her up, to put her in a laundry bag, to put her in a, a trash bag and bury her in the woods? I can't comprehend a human doing that, especially a daughter, doing that to my granddaughter. I can't, I can't visualize that. I don't want to visualize that. Because the only thing I can visualize about Kaylee is that beautiful girl that I saw dance around every day who come down the hallway and just made my life beautiful. I just miss her. Coming up. On your short list of explanations, you don't include the possibility that she used that shovel to dig a hole in the ground in the woods to bury her dead baby. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony. What most of America doesn't know is that George and Cindy Anthony have dramatically different points of view about their daughter Casey, especially when it comes to what they believe to be her role in Kaylee's death. Now, they can't both be right. I'm not sure I believe at all what the defense says happened in this case. Right. I, uh, but let's just take it for argument's sake at face value. If she did what they say she admits to doing, confesses to doing, is that okay with you? No, in fact, the day I found out that Kaylee had drowned and Casey didn't <clears throat> tell anybody, if I could have gone to her, I would have shaken her and said, what, what were you thinking? What were you doing? And why couldn't you come tell us? Well, let me ask each of you, do you believe that this child drowned? I had suspicions of that early on. I brought that up to the Sheriff's Department on the 16th of July. They pretty much didn't look into that and they never asked Casey. She was already in custody. Okay, but I'm asking you now, and it's not really an essay question. <laughs> As you sit here today, do you buy the story the defense sold to the jury that that was an accidental drowning. As soon as Casey came around this corner and went back 
she saw George Anthony holding Kaylee in his arms. She immediately grabbed Kaylee and began to cry and cry and cry. I buy the part that Kaylee drowned. I don't buy the circumstances surrounding the drowning and how supposedly George found Kaylee. I don't believe that for a minute. But you believe that she drowned? Yes, I do. Do you believe it was an accident? Yes, I do. Do you believe she drowned? See, I, I can't go in that direction. We're a bit different on what we feel might have happened. The night that Kaylee went missing, the 16th of June, is the night I came home and found the ladder on the pole because the next day I mentioned it to my coworkers and they remember me mentioning it to them. But, but see, do but you see, believe she drowned? See, I, I don't. I don't want to believe that. I, I can't understand how she could drown and all of a sudden end up at the end of our street. I can't understand it. My, my mind can't go in that direction. If there was an accident and something happened, why couldn't Casey turn to us, even turn to her brother? Why, why, why? That's a question I've asked myself hundreds of times. But is there a part of you, when you take away all the things you don't want to think, do you ever look yourself in the mirror and say, you know the truth, don't you? Coming up. We've been through this for three years, and it's the first time I've heard that out of his mouth. I asked George what he thinks is the truth about what happened to Kaylee. Now, Cindy seems shocked as her husband reveals something that she says she never heard before. Do you ever look yourself in the mirror and say, you know the truth, don't you? Well, inside of my heart, <laughs> I, I don't believe that Kaylee drowned. I just don't believe that. I believe there's something else that happened to her. That's just, that's just my, my heart. What? <sighs> I, I, I believe that Casey or someone else that she was with possibly gave too much to Kaylee. She fell asleep and didn't wake up. That's what I feel. Gave too much what? possibly some kind of drug or something like that. I mean, there's been speculation about Xanax or whatever it might be. Or that we even talked about this chloroform thing. It was never, ever proven something. And that's another reason her and I don't agree on some things. But do I believe that she was in the, possibly in the back of that car? I do. She was transported around, and she was placed down there at the end of our street. That's what I feel. Do I believe the defense, what they were saying, there was an accidental drowning? No. Why did it take three years for us to be told that? Why did it take three years? And we were told two weeks or so before trial was going to get started by the defense. I just don't understand. So you think it was like a chemical babysitter. We, we need to sedate this child, so what? So she could leave? What would be the purpose of sedating the child? To go out and have a good time, to be with friends, to have this life that she didn't have uh, with, with Kaylee. I mean, some freedom that she wanted. That's what I feel. You, you find that speculation offensive? Well, it's the first time I've heard it, and we've been through this for three years, and it's the first time I've heard that out of his mouth. I've heard him over and over again say that he in no way believed that Casey did anything to Kaylee. There was never any signs that Kaylee was drugged, and with the toxicology reports, I don't buy that for a moment. They never found anything like that, and none of her friends ever said that Casey did drugs. If that was true, 
They'd have a story to tell, and none of them told that story. So I don't buy that for a moment. I'm sorry. I mean, we disagree about this, but again, like I said, this is the first time I've heard those words come out of his mouth. No, I've, I've said it a few different times. I believe a lot of different things that happened. I really do. But you never told me your theory that you thought that Kaylee was sedated. This is the first time you ever said that to me. I'm really kind of shocked to hear that today. Well, Are I'm you just, upset just, with him for saying it? No, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm being honest not. with my heart. That's it. I'm not upset with him because if that's how he feels, and if he's finally getting that out in the open, I think it's a good thing for him because he's held so much in, and he's been angry for three years. And the anger, I've been worried that it's, it's going to kill him. But isn't it time to say it once and for all, what you believe? Because I can tell you, there comes a point when you've got to say, you know, enough's enough. I'm going to say what I think. I'm entitled to it. I'm going to claim that right, and I'm going to say what I think. Right. I'm not going to say anything different than what I just said. I mean, that's what I feel in my heart. That's what happened. Do you think it was chloroform? I, 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 that I don't know. See, now that's been another speculation of, I guess, inside of the trunk of the car there was chloroform traces found. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I'm not really sure. Will I ever know the truth from Casey? I probably won't. I probably will never know. But do I believe that... Kaylee was in the trunk of that car at one point? Sure, there's evidence that points to that, and I have to go along with that. You know, and all we can say are what our opinions are because we don't know. And I, you know, I can't say what happened here. I can't say that, that Casey did anything wrong here other than what she, through her defense, has admitted to doing. Right. And to me, that's wrong-headed thinking and wrong behavior, and that's why I say, you don't endorse that behavior. No, absolutely not. I mean. I'm angry the hell that we've been put through the last three years. I'm angry that I searched for Kaylee for all that time when, you know, I'm angry that we didn't have a proper way to take care of Kaylee's remains. I'm angry about that. Does it bother you that she didn't sit down, just mother to daughter, and said, Mother, I need to tell you what happened? Oh, absolutely, especially those 31 days when I spoke to her and I pleaded with her to talk to Kaylee. You now know that all of that time that you were in anguish, your daughter knew where she was. Right. According to the defense in this case. Right. Now, let me ask you all this. In, in your opinion, George, I'll start with you. However it happened, drowning, drugging, any other myriad things that, that could explain the death of this child, how did that child get into the woods? How did that child get into the woods? That's a question that I've asked in, in, my, in my brain so many times. I mean, that's, what, a quarter of a mile away from our house. How could she be so close, but also be so far away from us? Um, you know, there was speculation or evidence that was brought about by our neighbor said that Casey had borrowed a shovel from him. If she did, I don't know. That was something that he stated in a statement that he gave to us. Do you believe she borrowed a shovel? According to our next door neighbor, that's the statement that he gave. Yeah, I think she borrowed a shovel. And what do you think she did with that shovel? I think she did what she said she did with it. And you might laugh at this, but she needed to cut a piece of bamboo. And the shed was locked once again. Or maybe she used it to try to break into the shed and couldn't do it. I don't know. On your short list of explanations, you don't include the possibility that she used that shovel 
to dig a hole in the ground in the woods to bury her dead baby? No, because the evidence never showed and the neighbor never said she left our home during that time. And Casey knows... And it was less than a quarter of a mile away. Right. Mm -hmm. But she, the car never moved. So unless Casey walked down there and walked back... What I'm saying is it doesn't even occur to you. Does it, is it suspicious to you? The shovel, no. Because I use a shovel quite often during the summer. <clears throat> suspicious to you? Well, I remember our next door neighbor when he did his witness statement, he didn't watch Casey completely. He was doing some other chores around his house. So he didn't watch her the whole time that she supposedly had it gone for an hour. He's not even sure if that's the exact time. Let me play something that she said in, in one of her, her jailhouse comments. Let's take a look at this. But do you think after this long she'd still be local? There's a possibility. What's your gut telling you right now? My you gut's telling me that she's okay. Okay. And your gut tells you that she's close or some, she's, she's hiding? She's, she's not far. I know in my heart she's not far. I can feel it. What do you think about that comment now that you know that she knew? I know Casey knows where Kaylee was placed. I mean, I know in my heart. I know that now. Did she put her there? I'm not sure if she put her there by herself or if someone helped her. I was told that Kaylee was found in a different spot than where Casey thought she was, and that was another reason why she couldn't come clean, because if she would have said Kaylee drowned and then couldn't produce Kaylee's body, then they wouldn't believe her. See, and I can understand why, if Kaylee drowned, why all this elaborate cover-up? Do you believe that however this happened, your daughter was in the woods burying that child? Alone or with somebody else, do you believe she was in the woods burying that child? I believe that Casey had knowledge or had something to do with placing Kaylee there. And I don't understand it. I know that Casey's belief, as soon as someone dies, they leave their body, and that's no longer Kaylee. The, Kaylee went straight to heaven. I know that. Are you trivializing burying this child in the woods because she was a Christian and believed her soul had left her body? No, I'm not. That's not the right place for Kaylee's remains to be. I mean, I feel that as soon as someone dies, they're gone, and that's just a shell. Our body is just a vehicle to be on this earth, but I would never, I would never place anybody that I love like Kaylee was found. I would never do that, and I don't, I don't think that that was right. I can't excuse her for whatever happened. I can't do that. She's responsible for Kaylee, and whatever happened to Kaylee, she has knowledge of that. And where Kaylee was eventually placed, Casey had something to do with it. I know that. There's no excuse for where Kaylee was found. No, nope, none whatsoever. And I'm not making excuses for that. But... When you say but, that starts the excuse. But that's, to me, that was not Kaylee. I mean, yes, it breaks my heart that <clears throat> her body was left there. But what were we going to do anyway? Our belief was is for <clears throat> cremation, and I, Kaylee's remains would have been cremated at that time, and they were cremated seven months later. Cindy, you, you just said she shouldn't have put her in the woods, but what were we going to do anyway? Uh, that is excusing no, this. That's, that's why people are shaking their televisions right now. I get being loyal to your children. I really do. But isn't it disloyal 
to Kaylee to not take a clear-eyed view and try to find out what happened to her? Coming up. Until I find out what happened to Kaylee and what happened to Casey that day, I have to live with what I know. We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony. I get being loyal to your children. I do. I really do. But isn't it disloyal to Kaylee to not take a clear-eyed view and try to find out what happened to her? Oh, absolutely. Kaylee's been my number one focus for three years. And I, in no way, I would ever disrespect Kaylee's remains. But Kaylee did not die in those woods. Would I have loved to hug my granddaughter one more time? The shell of her body? Yes, I would have. Would I have loved to properly, <laughs> properly placed her where she needed to be? Absolutely. But I have to move on with that. I'm not justifying what Casey did. And until I find out what happened to Kaylee and what happened to Casey that day, I have to live with what I know. And I'm not going to beat myself over it. And I don't care what people think. I'm not. It, it doesn't matter from this point on. I prayed to God for three years to find out what happened to Kaylee. And I prayed during the whole trial that God would give me closure. And if Casey was responsible for Kaylee's death, that Casey would go to jail and be punished. And when that verdict came in and Casey was free, I got my answer that it was an accident. And I believe that justice for Kaylee was when her mother walked. I believe that in all my heart because I know the love that those, those two had. And I know Kaylee's soul would never have rested knowing that her mother has been vilified for her death. And I believe it was an accident. And until someone can prove it differently, that's what I believe. And I'm hoping someday we'll find out what happened to Casey. And I'm not going to be her judge and jury. God is her, her judge, and he let her free. In your opinion, is Casey disturbed? Yes, I think something terribly... Would you terribly, consider that she's seriously disturbed? I think there she... is something seriously wrong with my daughter. And her thought processes, I think that something started before or during her pregnancy and after Kaylee was born, I think something started to trigger because Casey was not that person prior to that. I know, I know what everyone's thinking. Here's a mother justifying the jury's acquittal of her daughter. But George doesn't even sort of agree with Cindy on the outcome of this trial. We'll be right back. I spoke to George and Cindy for nine hours over the course of two days. There's obviously so much more to talk about. The trial was an intense six week long ordeal and next time I get the opportunity to dissect what happened during the trial as well as take a very revealing look at what was going on behind the scenes. I think you will be shocked at George's reaction to the verdict and their plan if Casey shows up on their front porch. Here's a preview. The public believes that you perjured yourself on the stand to protect your daughter. Did you lie? Do you know to the absolute core of your heart that this man never molested your daughter? Mr. Bias called me and said that he had something to tell me. I was the only one that was supposed to come. Why not invite me? 
Casey wanted me to know how Kaylee died. If she showed up on your front porch tomorrow and said, I, I want to come home, what would you say? Plus, the question no one has ever asked. First time I've ever been asked a question like I'd even thought about that. I never really considered that before. Watch for that in coming days. I want you to know that we are continuing to talk about things that matter to people who care. And we are going to be tackling the stories behind the headlines from the biggest newsmakers to the stars that grace the front covers. If it's relevant, we are going to be talking about it. I know it's going to be a great season 10. Thanks for watching today. Log on to drphil.com and tell me what you think. Now yesterday our message boards lit up and I imagine today will be the same thing. I know you'll have things to say and I do want to hear them. Now don't miss tomorrow when the homeless man with the golden voice that generated over 25 million hits on YouTube, Ted Williams, returns from rehab and addresses all of his lives. So long.